to a point where we take accountability for our actions and even if we're not ready to hear it like i i get maybe you're not ready to hear it because it's coming from them and you didn't think you could make a mistake and then you get to a point where you end up thinking you're a bad person but we need to get to a point where we understand that a bad action doesn't make you a bad person it's just the bad action that you need to change to make you a better person i feel like what makes you a bad person is maybe the refusal to want to change you know like um say if i confront to you about how you lied to me yeah if your idea is to just find better ways to lie to me so that i don't find out then that would that's what makes you a bad person sure you can make bad decisions but it's like what would matter is what you do after like you've made that bad decision like say um i don't know like say let me let me paint for your picture let's say i cheat on you yeah yeah i decide to now stay true to my word and be like holy shit i fucked up you know this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be on the straight and narrow mm. i'll buy you gifts loyal i'll show you that i'm now being on my best behavior that makes yeah. me a person mm. than the and the what than the person i was when i did the mistake yeah but if my idea make that promise to you but just find more sneaky ways to cheat on you so that you don't find out that makes me yeah. a bad person <clears throat> i still don't see it as a bad person i just see it as someone who hasn't resolved their trauma because you're treating me like your parent and i'm not your parent you're treating me like how no. okay i only say this because i could sorry, be wrong sorry, sorry. again but i think of it as how your parents tell you don't do this and you just find a sneaky way to they say don't drink and instead of buying alcohol and bringing it to the house, you put it in a bottle and bring it to the house. So you've apologized and you've said, I'm sorry, mom, I'm not going to do this. But you've just found a sneakier way to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I just think yeah. we treat our adult relationships and we react to them as we did our our guardians. Yeah, I, I hear I hear that um, argument being put in a lot where it's like, um, I do this because of the way my parents brought me no, up. No, I don't think it should be a clutch. I don't think it should be a clutch. I'm just saying right. I think that's why people do it. I think a lot. if you're doing it subconsciously, that's what it is. If you're doing it consciously, now it means you're aware. And when you're aware, that means you need to change because now you know. So you can't always hold on to that and be like, oh, because this is what happened to me. No. But you see, now the thing is, yeah, I can be, I, I can believe in my heart of hearts that I'm a good person. And I can also show you a list of all the good things that I can do. Yeah. Mm. But if my way about now being a better person is just to keep doing bad things and making sure you never find out about them so that you think I'm a good person, mm. that is, makes me a bad person. Even in just uh, layman's terms, I, I will be a bad person because I'm not considering like, the promise that I'm making to you, neither am I considering yeah. your feelings are affected in this. You know, I'm only thinking about myself and just painting a picture for you for you to be happy. But that picture yeah. is a lie. Mm. You know, it's like that's a decision. Yeah, sure. I even if I used to do that with my parents, with like I'd, I'd sneak in a bottle and then now they'd find me again, and then I find a sneakier way to feel it, to sneak in that bottle. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, appointing my parents, and I guess that makes me that could whether i mean i don't know it's hard to say when it comes to parents because at the same time you know those, those are just your parents and it's a different relationship with any other relationship that you'll ever have have in your adult life yeah. but those are the same good traits you're still going to bring into your relationships so like yeah if, you know if you 
pick up good traits from your parents, regardless mm. of if you choose to or not, you're going to bring them into your relationships. And that's what you're going to look for. I mean, that's the same thing I asked you. I said, what's the values you like in your mom? And you told me. And then we were looking at the, the other ones from the girls' perspectives. And so you, mm. you're also looking for something that you grew up to know is good. Right. I guess I guess a part of me was just trying to give it an excuse if it's just your parents, because it's yeah. like at the same time. But I guess my guess, I know I get I see where you're coming from. You know, when you're sneaking with your parents, does that just make you a bad person? It, I, mean, I don't think it makes you a bad person always, especially if you have parents who don't understand you and who don't allow you, who don't give you that leeway. So you end up lying not because your partner is um not allowing you to do stuff but because you want to maintain control where you couldn't with your parents so they didn't give you the opportunity to be your own person and they kept controlling you and now in your in your partners you think that they're going to do that and so to prevent that from happening you end up being sneaky anyway so does that make you a bad person Hmm. i feel like in a way when it's your parents, it is true that they might not be able to understand some certain aspects and they could be more strict in certain situations that doesn't require for them to be more strict. So, and that's why you lie about, you know, whether you're bringing someone over or sneaking in alcohol or just being yeah. drugs. Yeah, that, however, when it comes to your partner, it's like you don't owe them shit. You're just basically giving them a sacred promise that you kind of have to uphold and say this is something that i've decided that i am going to stick true to my word with parents it's like that's a situation that you're stuck in and if you mm. want to live your life but you have to be sneaky because it's like you probably have no other choice you know it's yeah. either by the rules or be miserable or just try and live by the rules in a sneaky way and just find happiness mm -hmm. in between but then now it's if it's like <clears throat> you're deciding to be sneaky with someone you made a promise to it's kind of like you decided to put yourself in a situation where your word had to be held at a higher value, but you're still not taking it seriously, you know, because it's like, why, why, like, for instance, why am I promising you loyalty and I'm not being loyal, but so long as you see the picture that I'm a loyal person, does that make it okay? Does that not, does that, am I still a good person because at least I've, been at least I, I in my heart of hearts I believe I'm a good person I feel like what makes you a bad person for deciding not to change your actions um without having to be policed is that you decided to be put in I guess a test of faith but you were cheating that test of faith by being cheap by being like mischievous you know it's like then why are you there you know you put yourself there and you put yourself there to be tested honestly. So why lie? Why be dishonest? You know? Yeah. That's that's and my parents also say the same thing. They say, Don't sleep. Don't let your woman sleep, or even you don't sleep before uh an argument hasn't been like resolved. But um okay. Yeah, I think it's something that you'll need to communicate to your significant other. And they like, especially if if you both know that that's how you operate. If your significant other knows that they're the type of person to put. Oh yes, what I wanted to say was, if you're prolonging it, you're probably avoiding it. Like you're probably being an avoidant right now because you're yeah. avoiding confrontation. So 
like you were saying if you need a break an hour is fine that's enough time to think through especially if you're not actually doing anything like you're not doing work or anything go sit down go take a walk for that hour come back let's talk about it hello 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 everyone i'm piwe welcome to the podcast this is piwe rambles the podcast and today i have a wonderful guest i have a guest who i basically grew up with even though we didn't see each other for a very long time but yes. this is romeo mangi hi hi welcome thank you thank you for having me i hope you're happy to be here i'm excited i feel like such a i feel like i'm in the ellen show or some shit oh okay <laughs> now you're making me nervous i shouldn't have heard that <laughs> um guys mangi told me that i broke his podcast virginity but i almost didn't because he had a podcast last week so i'm very happy that it was me instead <laughs> congratulations thank you this is like the i think he's the third person who said that and I'm just but, like, yes, yes, yes. I feel like a fuckboy and I love that for me. I, I don't love fuckboys though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love fuckboys. Uh, Mangi, would you consider you... yourself a fuckboy? Hell no. Hell no. Really? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Do you respect What women? is a fuckboy? Yeah, what yes, is I a fuckboy? What's a fuckboy? A fuckboy is someone who plays with Shari's emotions to get what he or she wants. Um, and I don't do that. I keep it real. I keep it honest. So, yeah. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, I'll take your word for it, but I can't say I can trust you, you know? I'll just take That's your okay. word for it. Yeah. Um, girls who are listening, um, don't trust men. Ah. <laughs> okay okay wait let's keep it let's keep it fair mangi do you trust women Ooh, that's a good one i trust my mother so Ooh, okay that's that's a good one <laughs> that answer <laughs> was a good one <laughs> yeah but generally generally um i wouldn't really like say that i keep it like i wouldn't say i trust a gender more you know i just see people as people really and if i trust you it's because you're my friend and because i've known you for long it's not because you're a man or you're a woman that means i trust you more you feel me so um but in terms of like a spe- okay so the specifics in um what i trust women in like do i trust all women in relationships based off of the surrounding i currently am in i've kind of been trained to keep myself on guard sure but can i say that men are equally deserving of that trust when it comes showing for who they want to be it be with you know it, it comes down to you can't really play the blame game in terms of like trusting who to be with you know you just kind of have to roll the dice and just kind of you know take a gamble but yeah trust usually is built with time and i guess patience and accountability with actions that are kept so yeah i fuck with that answer yeah yeah i really fuck with that it's so it's honest and you're not like you know being specific to anyone because 
I guess you know that everyone is capable of losing your trust or whatever. Exactly, exactly. See, now, what I even wanted to say real quick is that, like, basically in these streets, this shot is, like, it's hard to trust them. However, I look at someone like my mother mm. and I look at woman she is and I'm like, okay, if she can be who she is, then a- any woman can. So I see yeah. her as like the model hero for all these Nairobi mamas honestly because she she's amazing she's like a whole superhero honestly like strong yeah. values and I'm that's why I can't say that it's all women that are untrustworthy there's just those ones who don't want to make that effort sure but it's possible it's possible for women to be trusted the same way it's possible for men to be trusted they just like each gender just needs to kind of just show that action it's all about her of choosing what to do in order to either gain that trust or choosing what to do in order to lose that trust so yeah yeah yeah. what values would you say your mom has that you really admire wow hey what can i say like she is so kind um she's very kind um very forgiving very um she's very how do i say like she's she sticks true to her core beliefs like she just won't do something for someone just to be liked you know yeah if doesn't align with what her soul needs she will not will not like condone it and she's very open-minded in terms of like um understanding other people's backgrounds and what their decisions and what they want to do in life is but Mm. she won't mold herself so that she's liked by other people you know she's i don't know she's just a very very strong she's she can be she's very unshaken like the world can like the world can't face her like i don't know she's just she's like a superhero man like i don't know like yeah i wish y'all could like meet her or something like in order for me to explain it because words are not enough i could rumble for like hours about um how amazing of a woman she is but it's yeah. like you know I, the words the words still won't feel enough you feel me you yeah. just need to it's just just basically imagine the best version of what a woman can be and that's her like everything Ooh. independent yeah um long fit energetic funny you know all that type of shit open-minded caring understanding everything you know she's everything i'm very happy to hear that I love that. Yep. That's that's so beautiful. Like all those descriptions yeah. and I'm just like, okay, okay. <laughs> now, that those values are what makes me still believe that women have a chance, you feel me? Like yeah. okay, this is 90% of the women I've interacted with just in the last month or like any as friends or just mm. seen passing, like seeing how they act with other people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be wives. Like, let's just Why? keep it up. <laughs> Why? Okay. <laughs> How do they act that makes you not hmm. like them or not even consider them to be people you would cuff? I'd say there, there's a lot of hypocrisy and lack In of accountability. In terms of, okay, so there's this story about how um, I won't dive into details on who these people are, but yeah. um, boy A is mm. dating um, girl A, and I guess boy A isn't giving this girl enough attention. Mm. So boy 
B um, is the one giving attention to girl A mm -hmm. and they kind of like, you know, start vibing. moves from, you know, start, they start vibing and then boy B kind of becomes like the side nigga, you feel me? Yeah. Then from what I've seen is that boy B finds now another girl B. Hey! Here's the thing, boy B isn't like, kind of like tied down to anyone. He yeah. can move around. Okay, that's fair. Um, but then now when girl A sees him with girl with B now girl B who just happens to be known, you know, not even tied down to her at all, mm. she kinda gets she's like, How could you? And it's like, why didn't you like she's asking him, like, why didn't you call him? But it's like at the same time, you literally fuck your man's boy. So what are you Wait. Why are you why are you So boy B and boy A are friends? Yeah, they 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 knew each other. They're friends, you know. It's just. <laughs> and did boy A know about boy B being with boy A, boy A's girl? Oh, I was told about it, and I just felt so bad. And I was like, damn, I'm gonna just have to keep quiet. Um, but yeah, it's just. So he oh he doesn't know. No, he doesn't know. So it's kind of like you know in these streets where um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that a lot of women. Kinda don't want to just change to be the person that they want to be. They'd rather give you a picture of a loyal woman. You feel me? Rather than actually become that woman, not even just for the boy, mm. but for them. You know, because it's like you kind of might have that sense that they can show that they're so guilty about how um, they're such a bad person. Like for instance, a girl can show that they're so guilty for cheating on their man's, but mm. their their head their thought process is okay how can i cheat on my mans more stealthily rather than actually change the situation or become a better person for themselves it's more so that hey so long as my man sees that i'm a good person then i'm a good person rather than actually becoming a good person you feel me mm. and blame women for that it's like it's also something that a lot of guys do as well like i don't play this blame game for all oh, men cheat well women cheat too so it's like yeah. no fucking shit yeah um like the way i see it now with these women is like yo just keep it honest you know like mm. or rather the honesty doesn't even come with themselves they'd rather just lie to themselves like well you know that this is what they're doing like for they're, they're doing it for some other reason or because of this this and that but when they're confronted with the reality of what they're actually doing like for instance so i was told that she was confronted, like she wasn't confronted, but she was told that he, oh, okay, you know, it's funny how um, I've taken you from your man's, uh -huh, and she would be like, no, don't call him my man. That makes it sound so bad. You know, now she's oh. worried about how he's, rather than what it actually is, you know, because yeah. it's like, so long as it's shown to her like this, then somehow we don't. We don't even really like need to even focus on this one girl in particular because it, I've seen it happen a lot. But basically, if you describe to a woman the bad things that she's doing, mm. they don't like. Yeah, it makes them feel they almost feel like they're about to explode with I don't know sadness or some shit. <laughs> um, like seriously. Well, I I, I know that from my own perspective, um, from my own experience rather, like someone calling me out just mm. sounds like a lie like <laughs> i'm like 
huh? Like what? Are, what are you saying? Like I did this, and then it's hard to comprehend it. It's more of just comprehending that I did that and I'm the one in the wrong. We're just used to other people being in the wrong. It's just hard to grasp the fact that you could be in the wrong, and so accepting reality for what it is becomes hard. But mm. yeah, it is something that we need to work on. But yeah, go on. Yeah, definitely, because it's like, I mean. What, what what's the because i mean how can you lie to yourself you know because in your thoughts in your own thoughts mm. you can you're the bad things that you're doing so when you hear it out loud from someone else it's weird that it makes like not just a big impact but a very bad impact on like the woman on the woman's mental and just they either just break down and because it's like i don't know like the the message that it almost kind of gives is that subconsciously i'm not saying all women do this on purpose maybe mm-hmm. some do maybe some don't know that they're doing this mm. but it kind of a manipulative vibe when you're like you don't want to hear about it and you're just like yani when you hear about all the bad things that you're doing mm. you end up saying oh no 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 i don't want to hear it anymore and then you start to <laughs> loading your arty you're just doing all this crazy stuff no because like i don't know like um i remember this one girl was telling me that hearing a lot of the bad things that she's done sends her to spiral yeah downwards which leads her to do more bad things and it's like that makes sense and i don't know it's just Um, i don't know just you know i've never heard a man talk about this this is so funny <laughs> but, this is the thing i, I, I just you know because i'm not really i i want to be clear that i'm not saying this out of like oh yeah women are the problem i'm just saying it because it's a fact you feel no me? yeah like, i think you're seeing it from your observation and that's and that's true yeah. but i'm yeah. i find it interesting because um i think and I might be wrong and I'm also might be generalizing but I think it's because women are more emotional creatures and men are more like rational. So I think it's like we can't process it as like if I told you the bad things that you're doing you would probably say no or whatever or deflect but you you could grasp it faster whereas for me I feel like it's it's like it's probably like an attack. So then my emotions are like no 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 no. And then I think some 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 people will like later, you know, rationalize it and think about it. And when I say some people, I think I'm saying some women will rationalize it later. But in the moment, you just can't tell us now, especially if I'm telling you something about you. So if you yeah, want to yeah. tell me, you got to make sure that I'm calm. You've got to make sure that you're about to tell me something so that I don't go crazy. Because if you just randomly come up to me and tell me, oh, um you're doing this and this this is blah 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 and you and it comes as an attack that's when i'm more likely to be irrational and you know deny everything because i can't fathom how i could possibly be in the wrong and why the hell are you coming up with this information right now and also if you tell someone in front of people they're less likely to rationalize it properly but if you're calm and you tell them that i'm about to tell you something that's important to both of us and it's hurting both of us and because we understand emotions i think if you say it in a way that this is hurting me or this is hurting this person or you know maybe we'll be able to grasp it more than you're doing this 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I think I think that's that would help. <laughs> um what I can say is that um I feel like it's you can even try and control the setting or rather okay, say let me paint you a picture. Say you're a guy and yeah, you're gonna done something that you don't like and you wanna confront her about it and Let's say you're, you're, it's both of you, you're alone. Mm. Um, you say it in even a calm manner. <clears throat> um, sometimes that's not even enough. Sometimes it's like them, the, the, the woman hearing about her bad things in a very calm manner, in a very controlled mm. environment would still make her spiral because if mm. she keeps hearing over and over and over again that this is a list of all the bad things you've done, yeah. let's say she's done a 10 bad things. Yeah. yeah by the time you figure list number four she's already like ah, ah this is too much you know like <laughs> I don't, doesn't want to keep hearing the complaints of the other person and it's like just simple criticism mm. i don't know why i'm not even gonna say that ati men can take it better me i can take it better just because of who i am and just because of who i i, I don't know i'm not gonna speak for all other niggas because i know yeah. niggas who emotionally inept you know they act like yeah. little bitches <laughs> um but i will say it's like from my perspective when someone is telling me all the bad shit i did I just sit down and listen and i'm like hmm, you're right i did do that because it's already playing in my head all the bad shit that i'm doing so when i hear it from well, that's someone because else, you're aware of it i think if you're not aware of it it comes yeah. as a surprise it's like what do you mean i'm doing let me ask. okay Wait, I think I did I interrupt? Sorry, I no, hope no, no. I didn't interrupt. Sorry. Okay, um, what is there those actions that you might do by accident? Sure, like let's say yeah. if I step on someone and someone says, Hey, yo, you've been stepping on my sneakers and you didn't apologize. Yeah, it will take me aback, like, Oh, holy shit, I, I didn't mean to do yeah. this accident. I will apologize, right? Yeah. Um, but then now, those, those are the actions where. If I do them and in my head I know it's a bad action, mm. like say if um, uh, let me think of a random scenario. Random scenario: I don't text a girl that I'm seeing for a whole two days, and she's yeah. telling me about how you've ignored me for two days. Ninini, what's mm. wrong? Like in the back mind, I'll know that ignoring her was a bad thing, and mm. for her to complain, it's not gonna make me feel more worse or rather mm. it'll make me feel guilty sure but yeah i'm not just gonna be like oh my god i'm such a bad person like i don't want to keep hearing about this anymore because it's mm. like you know it's the, i don't know it's just face reality for what it is you know um yeah i don't like i think the thing is i don't know if i don't know like a lot of i will say a lot of women just don't like taking accountability and here's the here's the funny thing yeah you know you kind of hear it as a that actually women are allergic to accountability, but it's actually quite true. Um, and I don't know why that is, because it's like, when you hear that you've done, when someone is criticizing you for a wrong action that you chose to take, not yeah. um, a, a mistake that you made without knowing and mm. you're being criticized, but that's different from now a bad decision that you decided to make. When you decide to take a bad, like when you decide to make a bad choice, yeah. someone is giving you for it, you're meant to hear it so that you can not only just hear how the person is expressing how much you have hurt them, mm. but also 
can grow as a person and decide whether or not that's a behavior you want to keep making if you want to yeah. stop a person that's yeah. expressing but when you cut that off like let's say if you, when you cut it off and saying you know what no 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 i need a break from this i don't want to keep hearing about this and you don't want to get back to it mm. then that actually like being able to listen to the bad decisions that you make and how they've affected the people that you love yeah that process of being able to change for the better it's it's paused as well like you're yeah. not gonna, gonna go back and do the same thing because you just took a break from it but you didn't go back to it to fix the issue yeah. what i can understand is okay this is for me personally i'm a very confrontational guy where mm. if i hurt you and you did something to hurt my feelings i will yeah. tell it to you immediately as i can as you should but yeah but i won't push you to a point where you have to talk about it now 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 let's say if you're not able to like yeah. i'll give you a read sure mm. like i just don't relate to it or may not understand it as well that doesn't mean i have to be a dickhead about it you know mm. if you need an out that's fine you know like calm your thoughts because i know there's people it's not just women but also men as well they're not able to really like express their emotions in the heat of the moment well yeah. and they need sleep on it i'm not mm. that type of person yeah. <laughs> if we ever have a sleep on it oof i'm gonna wake up even madder than you are really for real like don't like don't piss me off and then say you need to sleep on it um, no way that's that's some but, that's some whack shit okay I, i'm i would sleep on it only because i am not able to think of everything in the current moment like i literally need that day that night to let it marinate in my head like this is actually and think of everything that has happened and think of the whole conversation so that the next day now i'm prepared but if it's everything at once, like maybe you're just quick at thinking. I am not like I'm. I'm such a slow thinker, especially if let, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to. Let me paint for you this picture. Yeah? As yeah. you're taking time to really think about how to best apologize or how to best express why you probably did the bad thing you did. Yeah. Someone who's like is still waiting like it's waiting for you to now actually figure that point so those eight hours you take to sleep mm. that person probably unable to sleep because they're like ah, now when i wake up we still have to resolve this issue mm. they wait about how last night wasn't even resolved now we're gonna have to now it's like for them the argument say if you guys were arguing that mm. argument was that argument was extended till it actually ends you feel me oh, like wow. if and if it's an argument going back and forth and we're discussing yeah. about your or i hurt you or whatever it's like mm. doesn't end until we say okay until it's resolved you feel me there's no such thing as putting it on pause putting it on pause we can give you a, i can give you a break and say okay you need time to breathe you need time to calm down fine here's an hour mm. but don't hold day because that just extends it for me and that bad vibe it's just gonna linger in my head and i hear that oh. i hear that that makes sense i guess if you're um i hear everything you said i get it because it's like you are getting into some sort of a contract and one where you have said you're honest like you well you would expect people to be honest like you didn't get into the contract and say well let's get into a lying relationship it was like let's get into a relationship do you want it to be monogamous yes do you want it to be exclusive yes um however um 
on that note of like being sneaky when you're with your parents and under your parents' house in a place that you have no choice but to win, that is something that can transfer into your relationships because as much as at first you saw this person, so you know like how there's um what there's what's that part of relationship when it's still new? What is it called? Uh, puppy like, love. Yeah, mm-hmm. puppy love honeymoon. You know that time at when you're seeing someone at that time, it's still like the rawest. Like it's so beautiful. It's everything is just beautiful. And everything there goes naturally, goes smoothly. But I think um I lost my train of thought, just give me a sec. Oh my god, I hate when this happens. I think people end up seeing their partner as their parent still. It's the sneakiness stays in the relationship because it's the only fun thing that you've known to do is to sneak around. And you don't know because you never experienced a parent or a guardian or someone allowing you to be free or giving you um, boundaries that are healthy. So you don't know those healthy boundaries and your version of fun is to to be sneaky but that's just for my research not not like yeah i can agree to a lot of what you're saying because with me yeah um like from my last relationship the things that i've learned is that i get uh like when it comes to loyalty and just telling the truth I hold a really, I hold a much higher regard to how serious that is. And literally like, I have less of a tolerance for if I'm gonna be lied to or manipulated because it's like, at the end of the day, even if I police you, no matter how much I can stress to you not to do this or beg you not to kind of like do this, You will still either find a way to do it or you can just not give a fuck and do it anyways. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter. So with me, it's kind of like moving forward. I know that if someone makes a promise to me that they're not going to do this, I will just take their word for it and let them be. It's me stressing about how, um, oh, but I know you might do this, you know, after they've, let's say if they've never done it, yeah. Let's say if they've never made that mistake, I'll just let them be and be, you know. Yeah. Um, done it once and they were behind my back and they did it once then I know that I now have that strong footing to be like ah I've seen where this goes mm. I am exiting out of this situation immediately Yeah. Uh, the thing with now having that security of saying yo listen I'm gonna let you be yourself I just want you to play the game of faithfulness and trust as you should yeah you know? <laughs> You decide to lie. I mean, I have, you know, this is the thing I believe. I have divine protection by the universe. Mm-hmm. If some life hurts me, I've seen it firsthand. Like mm. this shit is real. If someone in my life who I really cherish decides to hurt me, oof, karma comes back like this. Wait, oh, yeah. it's not even funny. Karma yeah, is a The thing about it is that, yeah, you can lie to me. Yeah, I, I cannot, there's no way, even if I was to stress and be like, are you lying to me? Oh, mm. let me see your phone. Keep on lying to me, right? Mm. You'll still find, that's true. But if I'm just calm and patient, the truth will find me or I'll just find the truth and I'll know what to do once I do. Because yeah. I am a very, 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 very strong bullshit detector. Like, it's like, and no one can keep something hidden from me forever. Like, no one, 
I mean, it may be months, but mm. once I find out on my own, like that's the thing that I trust. Um, the universe always has my back on. Whereas, yeah, I'll, I'll trust you, but if you break that trust, you'll find and out. I, I'll find out without even pressuring you. I'll just find out, and it's like just play it as it is. Like you know, that's why for me, even moving forward. I've really seen it even firsthand as to how I can even develop it within my character. So now that I'm single, it's kind of like whenever, like you asked me earlier, my fuck boy. Yeah? Did, I don't know if you asked me. If, if yeah, I did. did. You asked me on the podcast. Okay. So yeah, um, the reason for that being is that, yo, may I just be open and honest and say, this is what I want. Mm. If that's you, okay, fine. I can, we can let, we can let each other go because a part of what I realize is that a lot of people cling on to these messes because they're like, they don't want to let go of a person. You know, yeah. they don't want that person to be theirs and they still want that person to really be so in love with them. But it's like, I kind of now have this sense of security within myself that no matter what, I will be fine. Mm-hmm. I will be fine. It won't be tomorrow. It may not be next week, but I'll be fine. And I'll move on. so for me to feel like i can't live this life without someone and that someone has done me as dirty as they have done is ridiculous it's like yo this person if someone treats you like shit yeah but you still feel like you can't live without them that's not love that's codependency yes and you kind of really need to cut that out no matter how hard it is yes it might feel impossible but you Mm. really need to cut cancer because you're gonna kind of you're gonna find yourself just even breaking your own boundaries and you're not even gonna be able to look at yourself with the confidence that you have like not that you can do shit without them or even you can't even be able to look at yourself and say that you really care about yourself if this is what you're putting yourself through only just for the sake you know and not only have I experienced this, but I've seen it with so many people. Like I, I know friends who haven't let go of someone that has been so toxic for like um a, a whole good two, like two to six months. But yeah. they're like, oh no, change. Maybe, maybe the and it's like, God, that sounds know, like what? me. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you if need to. Uh huh. You can give three chances, sure. You're human. It's okay to love and give three chances. Mm. But when you find giving so many chances that you can't even keep count of how many broken promises that there are. Yeah. You know, it, it's, at which it's crazy. Point is, at which point are you willing to let yourself go to? Because like, you're losing yourself at this point. You know, you're, like you're losing more... And, and you find yourself kind of giving more space for the other person that you love so dearly to keep mm. on in you. you know, Would you just consider because that love, though? There's, it's, it's weird. It's like more so you could be in love with what it used to be. And mm. you're, yes, it can feel familiar at times. But at the same time, maybe there's also the denial of it being this whole feeling that um, in, it, it's turned into codependency. You know, here's the thing, codependency and love. Mm. It is tell the difference apart. It is so hard. Like, yes, there are different 
there are differences that you can be like, okay, this is codependency and this is love and this is self-love and, you know, this is taking care of yourself and this is mistreating yourself for the sake of someone else's happiness. Yeah, there are those signs that are there. But when you're in it, your heart cannot tell the difference. I agree. Um, so yeah, um, you know, when you're in it, you know, you, your, you, your mind will also convince you that you should stay because it could flourish into something more beautiful. But I, I don't know, sometimes it's just kind of like, you have to face the reality um, and make the hard decision because if you don't, you're just going to keep getting hurt and it would be a worse decision if you just keep on doing it for the sake of love, but then the other person now finally is like, yeah, this is bullshit. And then all you can think about is how you weren't the one to end it sooner. So, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter in the scope of it all because yeah. the fact that it ended is the healthiest part of all of it. Continuing it was where the problem was. I will say, I will say, um, I know I wouldn't have been better. Like, okay, so I'm just going to say it. my last relationship was very toxic. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been way worse if I was the one who was dumped. Um, just, just... <laughs> Why would it have been worse? I, I'm not even going to front like there's a good excuse. It's just my ego. I'm, I'm human. Okay, I, I have it. Everyone has it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. I guess made it easier. Maybe I don't know. Okay, maybe. But either way, I think even if it had happened to you, you would have still been like, "I needed that to happen." Thank God. You would have probably been like, "The universe is on my side. It's fine." No, no. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm like, I'd have been like, I'd have been like. I really gave this Sharia a chance to break up with me. Like, you feel me? Oh like, that's my God. You would have been I Mr. Found... Petty. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've been called Petty. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is true. <laughs> Very true. Okay. That's fair. At least you're honest. Um, yeah. Keep it honest. Keep it up. You feel me? How do you think people can start differentiating the difference between love and codependency? I feel like loyalty should feel boring. And what I mean by that is that, Yanni, let's say if your girlfriend is going out to the shop or some shit, you mm. should be like, oh, okay, whatever. You don't like the thought of them doing anything promiscuous doesn't even enter your mind because it's like, it's so ingrained into you that they're never gonna like hurt you. And mm. it should feel well that, hey, man, this person always at peace. But then now when it's codependency where you feel like, You've had very, very heavy arguments where Yanni, it's even gotten to a lot of verbal abuse and you find mm. yourself butchering yourself. You find yourself in so much stress. Sure, there's happy moments, but it's like when you find that the person who makes you the happiest also makes you the most depressed. Yeah. And you still on for those small, small good moments that appear now and then. It's like that's when you know you're just you're you're in a codependent relationship you you're finding yourself if you find yourself sacrificing happiness for the relationship then you're not you're, you're that's not love love should give you happiness and yeah. that like easy to differentiate it from when it was the puppy phase i mean it can turn into something where 
you guys aren't maybe as lovey-dovey you know you're not also obsessed and just so um like loud and proud about it and you're just like oh my sneaky poo like you know that yeah. phase with that <laughs> yeah phase with that. it's okay it's normal um but now when it turns to it's just arguments and you know it's you 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 rarely you rarely can relate to how it used to be then mm. a codependent relationship rather or rather when you feel like hey you listen i need this person to be happy then it's codependency you know yeah. like i don't in a relationship you shouldn't need the other person for happiness like the person should just provide the happiness and it should make your life better but if you feel like without them your life is going to be shit and they're still making you depressed some other times you know it's like that's mm. i don't know do you do you think passion lies in codependency or love oh passion love is li- uh, lies really uh it, it's in love it's in love because with passion you want to do things out of love and but here's the thing it can exist in both what i mean to say is that in love when let's say you want to make a very very romantic present it's it's out of the fact that you want to just see the other person happy you know yeah. like not because here's the thing with a codependent relationship you're with this person because you're thinking i can still gain something from this it's mm. it's so it's very you don't really realize that when yeah. you're like oh um i'll be happy if i'm still staying with this person and this is our future this is how my future can look like with them you're not really thinking about how how can i be better for them you know not yeah. not not wait i mean to say is how can i make them happier not because you have to but because you just want to like mm. the way it is in pillow phase you're like let me buy this person flowers cuz i just want to see their smile you mm. know just you don't have to you don't feel like you need to do this so that they can keep loving you you yeah. know it's like you already know that they love you but it's like you just wake up one day and you're like hey on a whim let's just let me just start dancing with her you know let me just start doing because i'm in love and i want to keep expressing that love but if you feel like you need to do it to try and like show happiness and just be like okay yeah 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 we can try do these things in love it will feel good don't get me wrong yeah but yeah. it's also it will feel so good to a point where you won't realize that you're just kind of lying to yourself you know yeah. um love should not be complicated that's what i like i don't care how many people will tell you that um love can be messy and tricky it can be but if you find yourself giving excuses to a lot of things that your past self would not agree to then it's bullshit okay mm. like think uh, this is the this is very, something that i would actually really like to tell a lot of people who are in relationships if your past self beginning of the relationship knew that, that your relationship was going to turn into what it is now would they proceed with that relationship mm. the answer is no leave don't be like but they don't understand because of the, uh, the 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 story plays out nah you need to leave because mm. your past if your past not be would not want to be where you are now then you're already doing something wrong you've sacrificed a lot of your boundaries to keep this going and a lot of the reasons why you can't leave is because you're still so stuck on what, how sweet it used to be you're like oh my god this you was you recreate that 
and it's on in certain days you can and it can feel like that you can feel like you can see your best friend from when you first met her or him you know whatever yeah. your preference is but then it's like you just need to be more realistic with the situation and look at it face value like this you know um but i will say love has a funny way of tricking you and making you blind like it's just i i don't know i love a lot of times when you get out of a relationship and you sit with your own thoughts you really look back to either the actions that you made or the actions that were done to you and mm. you'll be like oh, shit that was that was not love that was fucking crazy but yeah. in the moment thinking oh we're so in love this i i still really like this person my heart still beats for them mm. and it's huge it's human yeah like you're, you're gonna feel those stuff you're, you're not a, you're not inherently weak for that you're just blinded you know and it's not your fault really but at the same time that you just know like if you feel like just know that in those moments where reality is showing you that you're in a shit situation but your heart is convincing you otherwise do not listen to your heart your heart is kind of tricking you you know it's kind of like tell it's kind of giving you that sweet feeling that will be so hard to let go but just realize that you're currently being clouded it, i i can't even say that's something that i can't even say that's something that's possible to do because for me when i got out of a toxic relationship i only realized it after the fact that i gave in a lot of my time to someone who wasn't deserving of it i didn't realize it in the moment but that yeah. was the reality you know that's because you love them so you're not going to think oh i love this person but i'm giving them too much you're, you're giving them too much and i'm clouded by the love that i have for them it's going to be hard to do that especially if it's your first love i'm not going to lie but yeah. you know it is what it is honestly like um it's i feel like i will if i'm being honest i think that this is just something everyone has to go through to really understand how to better love themselves you know mm. because if you kind of have never fallen in love before your first love will just like you going around the going around a relationship based on your first love is just going to be very difficult because you're not working with a guidebook it's like so it's basically like having a kid for the first time you, you yeah. don't have a man how to fucking yeah. raise a kid yeah you know you just that doing what you feel like is right maybe you'll raise the second kid better because you know okay i shouldn't take these steps but yeah. with the fun, you're kind of thinking you're just going on instinct and you're winging it, man. you're winging it exactly you're just winging it you, you don't know you technically don't know what the fuck you're doing but yeah you feel like because it feels right but how, how many things can we name that feel good but are bad for you you know like so Ooh. many drugs for example right Dr mm. wow drugs oh my god <laughs> this generation <laughs> drugs um porn addiction there's uh, so much there is so fucking much that there's all these sweet things that our generation is so plagued with that people think it's okay just because they don't want to let go of how good it makes them feel and on the topic of drugs um i remember you were saying that we could talk about the topic of weed right i'm so uh, happy we got into this topic as well um yeah. and the fact that the tangent just came in so nicely i was like yes 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, good news. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yes, on the topic of of, of weed, what were you to start with you? Start. Oh, okay. Um, so I want to proudly say that uh, I'm a former heavy weed user, and I use the word former because I have now realized that weed can also can be a very 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 big problem. People like to say that you can't get addicted to marijuana. How many people has weed killed? It's killed zero. Okay, yeah, it has not killed people, but it has killed dreams and it has killed aspirations and it has really? killed motive. Dude, you smoke, let's say you worry about how you're not able to get into your Ivy League school, smoke a James and ask me if you still care about not joining. You're not gonna get that same motivation to wanna keep pushing yourself out there because weed calms you down. It, it makes you escape from reality. It's like Frank Ocean said, it's a cheap vacation. Um, so with the weed, you find that a lot of people smoke it to just kind of like silence all the thoughts in their mind, or at least that's yeah. what I used to do. Mm -hmm. But I think that I, I have, a, I, I don't hate weed, but I am, what I am grateful for weed <clears throat> is that the times when I would try and escape my thoughts weed would only make those thoughts louder or at least like certain strains of weed. They're those really good strains that actually really cancel out the noise and make you carefree. And you yeah. could be in the worst position in life, but you just don't see a problem with it. Mm. But I'd say there were these shit strains here in Kenya that just kind of made those loud, those, those annoying thoughts, sub, those annoying subconscious thoughts really loud. Like I remember like a while ago when I was sad about some shit, um, I remember I smoked weed and I thought I'd feel good because I'm eating and I'm listening to music and I'm watching my favorite show. Mm -hmm. And even as I'm watching my favorite show, my mind is saying, no, look, this is what you decided to do. You decided to escape into a drug. And I'm like, nope, la, 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 I'm going to try and tune up. <laughs> and then literally my, my own, the voice in my head is like, okay, yeah, fine. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck with trying to drown out this noise, but it's not going to, it's not going to change the fact about how much uh, how much of a lazy piece of shit you're being right now my oh. own thoughts and i tried my hardest to literally change it to so i tried to change the channel but each channel was saying look at yourself in the fucking mirror yep. and this was and that's when i hit a revelation like i'm not gonna lie i've learned a lot of things about myself because i was high and weed is a very powerful drug for that yeah but I can say that it is the most beautiful drug that can be easily abused to make it just something. I, I haven't, I can't, this is what I can say I'm blessed with. I don't have an addictive personality. If I see something is running, I, I cut it off like this. So I can't really ever say that weed has been a very, very big problem. Mm. I can say very big problem financially and socially. Why socially? Financially, socially because, you know, the way I'm talking to you right now, yeah, it's yeah. like we're able to, uh, you know just have conversations flowing if i'm high i'll be like so yeah um <laughs> huh? fucking no it's like it just kind of shuts it off and you kind of i, I kind of turn into a vegetable that's why it's like when i'd smoke weed i'd rather do it around friends who don't really need to expect much from me people who have been boys with for such a long time or even just by myself if i'm chilling and i'm in a good headspace right now i have kind of like cut off weed because it's like i'm not because the thing with me is that 
I feel like weed, you can get addicted to weed. Now, it won't be a strong addiction like all these other hard drugs that you have, like crazy withdrawals. But that, it, that's kind of, that, that's ha- the habitual thought of you thinking that it's not a, it, it can't ruin your life is what gets you to keep smoking it every day and just being like, okay, I need to smoke so that I can feel that that same feeling of how music sounds and how the trees look pretty. And it's like, that's fine, but it's it, it's a distraction. It's not, it doesn't give you like anything. They, I will say there are good strains mm. of weed make you more productive and not more productive that you can still be productive and give you a very energetic high and you can that's still like, enjoy the vibe. that's sativa you know? sativa would do that sativa those triple s trans like san fernando yeah they, they're good only problem is they're very expensive now this is where i can say it i have I had a problem with it financially when i went to the u.s i'm even embarrassed to tell you how much cash i spent on how it. much did you spend like, i cannot say it is that embarrassing. No, please tell me because I probably spent similar amount. Yeah, okay, you tell me first. Tell so, me first. I'll t- just just tell you how much it costs. So in in Ireland, um, would it be four grams? Four grams is like fifty euro. So you can imagine if you're like a consistent smoker, you're going to mm. get fifty and fifty and fifty and fifty. Oh, so fifty is what it would be called fifty because that's how much it costs. But I think it's like around four grams and then so now, uh-huh. 50 fucking dude 50 euros here in kenya can buy you at least one or two pairs of shoes man say you can literally right. rent an airbnb right. for Bruh, for don't even tell me i don't want to hear this i actually don't want to hear it like, now that money, to the people who are listening that don't I'm not saying I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not saying because i'm trying to bash you i'm saying it because i relate I'm oh, relating yeah. to what no, I am I'm just I'm trying to warn these viewers that this is this is um alleged. So I'm not saying I bought, I'm not saying I'm just saying this is how much it costs. I don't know who sells, I don't know where. I'm just saying this is how much it costs. So this is alleged. Thank you. Now proceed, Mangi. But then now you see it's like when I think about how much money was spent on just doing and just having a feeling it's like that is so ridiculous it's like mm. much money should be spent on a drug like no drug not even dude like even thinking about it kind of like, i get so pissed at myself that yeah. i really i was someone who never smoked weed and said no i don't want to smoke weed i don't even want to know what it is i would have had so much money mm-hmm. and that money would spent on something even better rather than just an experience that lasted for what two hours three hours something like yeah. that and it, it, it's like yeah sure i felt nice and the music sounded good and it helped me sleep or whatever and it, the food tasted better but it's like what's the point if it's just not gonna if it's all just gonna be a clouded memory because it's not like you can vividly remember how high you were and be like wow that was such a good time i remember thinking like this you just experience it for the moment and then your mind deletes it you know it's not and remember every single time that you are high but that's why it depends on what you're doing it for so like i find it very interesting when people use it just for entertainment purposes because i can't get proper entertainment out of it like i'm not a avid music listener so music to me is not the same like it's, it's 
it doesn't it's not the same as when other people do it or when listen listening to music but because my thoughts are so loud and so there i've used it to make content and that's helped me to do that i mean at first i would do it just for enjoyment but what i realized was i have awesome conversations in real life with people when i'm high and i have awesome thoughts to write down that i wouldn't be able to do when i'm sober i just can't I, I i wouldn't have those words in my head to come to me when i'm sober so it really does depend on what you if you're just wasting time then okay that's what you enjoy it for if you like having conversation then okay because obviously then you realize oh these are the types of friends i can talk about this with and talk about that with but um for music if you're making music then yes it makes sense because then you're getting inspiration or something but just for enjoyment uh-huh i'm saying that is so true you know like just for like you can get a lot of inspiration from like smoking weed and it does increase your i'm not i'm not disputing all the benefits that weed gets and like that's the thing um i i i always respect that weed can make you more creative can just make light of any funny situations you know just make things a little they just it's like adding salt or a little bit of seasoning to life yeah, just yeah. for a bit you know yeah yeah but, but I um guess... yeah but i was just saying that um i'll just look at the negatives and the negatives it's okay. like a, the risk what rush the risk to reward ratio for some people this uh including myself mm. it's kind of you know it's not worth it because it's like yeah okay let's say if i'm in a group setting let's say this house is filled with all these people all my friends mm. who i'd talk to and just share more conversations with now if i smoke weed sure the, i have more deep and i'm able to like the music sounds better but what 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 good is it if i'm not able to eat? okay because here's the thing the normal weed here if you don't have high receptors in your brain, then you're just going to turn into a vegetable. And sadly, I'm one of those motherfuckers who I have a very low tolerance with weed. I can mm -hmm. smoke like three puffs and I'll be high as shit. That's good, though, because you're saving money. I, well, uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Like, I don't need to smoke a whole joint to get high. Like, I can I can ration it in thoughts even. Like, I can just yeah. buy a small joint and ration it and I'll still get high. But it's like, even as I'm feeling high, I'm not able to even hold a proper conversation with anyone. I turn into a zombie. I can't. That's be fine a... though, because that's what you. That's what you are like. So exactly. No, it's fine for some people, but mm -hmm. it's also in line with what I want. Now I'm not saying that you, yeah. you should, everyone should stop. I'm saying this is why I've stopped it because mm -hmm. I don't in front of people because. I like to be the person who's able to mediate a conversation and be kind of like the life of the party and is able to just talk, 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 talk and talk. Yeah. But if I'm not to do that and I'm in my head, because weed puts me in my head a lot. Yeah. If I'm just okay. going to be, I'm, I'm not extra. Um, I like to be a guy. Um, I'm not, I'm not extroverted. I like to think that I'm ambiverted. Um, ambiverted. Ambivert, ambivert. Is that, uh, like, yeah, the is that like intro okay. and and extra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like it's like some days I'm not okay. If I'm waiting in line uh, for something, I'm not just gonna enter a conversation with a random motherfucker. But it's like if someone was to enter a random conversation with me, I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can, I can talk to you. You know, there. yeah, talk to you. I can, I can like mediate and just try and like talk back and stuff. You know. 
um i like i understand from both sides how it's like but anyway um i just like to be the version of i like myself when i'm able to talk and sometimes even talking to a lot of people can be draining and i'll need my own time to recover sure but after i get my chance to recover i'm like okay okay i want to make friends i want to make friends and then yeah. i take a break from again you know it's yeah like, the idea that i get from extroverts is that they can talk like i talked to this random lady who we were waiting in line for i guess to like renew our sims for some bullshit kenya can bullshit rule or law that kenya had made i, I even forgot what it was but she was talking to me just casually and um she was the one who was like kept pushing on in the conversation and i was like yeah fuck it yeah let me just also like talk back and she explained to me like how she's she can make a conversation with anyone i cannot yeah. make a conversation i need to feel a little bit comfortable and then mm-hmm. i'll see if like i Like, yeah, I can get shy. Yeah, I can get shy, sure, but I'm not introverted enough to just not want to talk. As I love to talk, you know, I yeah. love to talk, but talking doesn't. Yeah, talking doesn't give me energy. It's I need to have the energy to love to talk. You know, like okay, that's just how I. But um, you were saying that weed like takes that away from you. Yes, it makes me an introvert. It makes me so introverted. It takes away everything. It just keeps me in my head. It makes me so shy. I, I like I I can't just like like it's just it makes me not fun to be around. And I don't like even not just because that people have told me that like no one has really has said it, but it's like you can read the room or mm. rather just not like you just feel you you can just feel yourself not being as entertaining when you're <laughs> Yeah, just, I hear that. I get more anxious. Like I'm more likely to be more anxious. Well, like, really, well, yeah. everything I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I so don't, I don't like being more anxious as well. Yeah, I know that is like the worst feeling because it's like, why would you take yourself away from being normally fun and your heart rate be beating normally to the point that you actually can't hear it, and then smoke and you can literally hear everything. You can hear your heart rate. You can hear all the thoughts. You can hear your friends. You can't respond to them because you're thinking about everything that you're saying and that they're saying, and you're just you're just overthinking everything. Um, and and, and, and I, do they think I'm boring because I'm not being able? I'm not able to say anything. And it's like, yeah, you're just not. Do. Yeah. So I hear that, and also my first um heavy encounter with weed, like the first time I smoked so much. Um, I was like at a sleepover at my friend's house, and I remember from that day I got de- I got into a depression, and it's crazy like because I was fine, and then I wasn't. And I remember I used to do like my body positivity thing at the time, but I had no like energy for that after that. I just wasn't the same person from that one, from that one encounter, and then I had like a bad relationship with it because every time I had it, I just wasn't the same so i had to yeah. keep taking it so that i can get out of that because i was just in it even when i was sober now so i had to and then my friends would tell me you have to like create some world for yourself where like you're fine and everything and you know like this is this good place like every time you get high and everything and i tried that and then it worked for a bit and then the next depression i got into was not out of weed it was just like a normal one and then I'd keep smoking. Then I went to Swaziland, and Swaziland has sativa, so that was like a better strain. That was a happier strain. That was a more productive, more energetic, more. I was just a different type of person there. I could hold conversations there. I was less anxious. That was a really good strain. It came... 
Pardon? That was amazing, right? Oh, that was amazing. The cheapest train, the best train. It was, oof. Yeah, I, that's, that's why I love Sativa, man, because you just, it like, it gives you such a nice energetic high. I, yeah. I love it so much. My only issue with it is that currently here in Kenya, it's expensive as fuck. So, that's, um, <laughs> um, I have it. There, I think it's yeah. grown there. So, that's what makes it. No, 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 it's foreign. It's foreign. It's like, it's. No, important. I'm saying in Swaziland. So, in Swaziland, it's grown. But in Kenya, oh. I guess. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So then I came back to Ireland and it's it's the heavy one again. It's the one that makes you sleepy. It's the one that makes you lazy. It's the one. So, yeah, you're very right. Wanted to... How? Huh? I just wanted to remind the audience that this is all alleged. Like, Oh, this is, this is alleged, guys. <laughs> Like she just memorized a bunch of stories and you know like said it. <laughs> and then i like um pretended to be one of those characters you know so t- don't listen to me <laughs> but, I, I i smoked the shit because let me let me, but let me go back to talk about how cool my mother is you know she makes oh, yeah. animals hold on this, this, give me a second give me a second we have 10 minutes okay um your mom makes edibles Mm-hmm. what well not makes as in like like she actively makes but wow this one time oof, she made the best edibles i've ever eaten and high nine like we got so oh, Wait, she didn't what she was the supplier so she didn't get high yeah she just gave the whole family she uh-huh. gave the auntie she gave me as well and i remember being high as fuck talking to my uncle about it, saying yo yo we can actually make a business out of this and she's just there <laughs> to how much make it and i'm just there like she was explaining to me the whole process and how she infused the weed with the butter and i remember looking at her and i'm like no but why is your mom so cool (laughs) i looked at her and i fell in love with her again because i was like how the fuck did this with weed because it wasn't it was a a couple of years ago she was thinking i was addicted to the shits and almost like like i don't know caused a lot of issues to it and you see that's the beauty with her like she was able to adapt with my age you know like no longer like she no longer sees me as 17 year old mangi or 18 year old mangi who's like addicted to the shit i mean i wasn't really addicted i just smoke it a lot but still it's like she now sees me as a 21 year old and like when she tells me you smell like your breath smells like weed she'll offer me a mint for example and Aww. it's like like for real like okay it's not a situation like that has never happened but that's what i would expect her to do now like now, i don't yeah. need to i You're don't need to be scared. afraid yeah not afraid of holding a gel like this obviously i'm not gonna smoke it here because it's disrespectful to smoke in the living room right yeah but now um like if she was to like if i'm if she wants to know about my night out i'll tell her oh me and my friends either smoked weed and we drank like she's cool like that you know yeah. she's adapt- adapted um i love yeah I, yeah but she does always but she did but she was also one of the people who would also say you know just don't make it a habit she didn't stress on it because it's like i am now my own man yeah but uh that you know don't make it a habit and i'm like yeah you know what i don't know it just sat in my head as to like yo do i really see myself 
smoking weed and like the same way I am until I'm old. Like, do I see myself like Snoop Dogg in my lifetime? And also in terms of who I want to be and in how I want to take care of my body. It's like, no, really. I, I think I shifting my mindset into thinking that all these drugs that I'm taking at this age, it's just a phase. It's you just know, a I don't phase, yeah. I see myself popping molly and snorting cocaine when I'm 40 or 35. Well, maybe, depends on the party, but not as not I'm not I don't see myself partying as hard as I am when I'm 40. You know, I feel like now is the time for that, but there'll come a time where if I'm doing these drugs, it's maybe just it's not gonna be habitual. It's not gonna be so that I can get fucked up, so that I can, like, I, I think there's going to be a time where I'll say no to Molly forever and just mm. no cocaine. To, uh, I'm not trying to abuse my body. And what other drugs have you tried, actually? Have you tried Molly and cocaine? Yes. And yes. what was your experience uh, with them? Story time! The first time I did Molly, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was going around the whole beach thinking this is the best drug in the fucking world because it, it feels like it gives you superpowers but here's the thing the first wait, time will never feel molly and ecstasy yeah. are the same thing yeah i think so wait i mean is molly mdma yes molly is mdma so i think it's ecstasy yeah i think it's the same thing okay. i don't forget yeah. <laughs> it's like a party drug it gets you into that mood and it keeps you awake it makes you more energetic more like it's, it's it's almost like a love drug where you just feel like you want to express so much joy and happiness mm-hmm. just, like you don't get like any hallucinogens but it just raises your dopamine levels all the way to the yeah room. yeah um i i will probably regret saying this and i hope my parents never listen to this podcast but i had um i had what did we call it fuck um ecstasy in Swaziland as well. So just in case I keep agreeing with you, mm. just know it's because I know what you're saying. So continue. Okay. Um, so uh, I continue. So yeah, with uh, Molly, the first time I took it, I remember I felt like it was the best drug on earth. I was, it was, I was 19 and this was now for the New Year's. It was now heading to New Year's of 2021. Like mm. it was this 20. And I was going around telling people, holy fucking shit, this terrible year is about to end. I didn't know who these motherfuckers were. How much you're good and I'm, how much you're feeling nice. And uh, honestly, like, it, it, I had a lot of fun with that drug. But it's yeah. like, thing that I've now started realizing with them, they may, you can't keep taking it like, like it's tablets. You really need to kind of take it in small, small dosages so that it only raises your dopamine levels to a point where it feels normal and you're not jittery and you're, and you're not, because there's molly that makes you chew inside your mouth. No yeah? way. Wait. Yeah, for real. Like you're just so jittery and that's why you need to chew gum. Otherwise, you're just going to be chewing the insides of your mouth. Well, if yeah. when I chew gum, I chew the inside of my mouth. So <laughs> absolutely not. No. Like, no, like you need to chew gum so that your teeth can focus on that because when you're okay. really high, on molly you want to chew so you just chew the inside of your mouth and you can have scars inside your mouth like it happens it's, not, it's nothing serious nothing serious I, uh, <laughs> I don't know i feel I, like with the way i chew the inside of my mouth it, it's very possible <laughs> yeah it all depends like the best way to take molly is if you mix it with water 
Mm. It depends how strong it is. It, um, and just just sip, sip, sip a little bit, you know, and then maybe yeah. share it with a friend. So we're on like a really nice level as well. Yeah. Like I remember me and my friends, what we do like, I guess a few weekends ago, mm-hmm. we'd make the Chris we'd mix like this uh, crystals into water and then I would split it amongst the three or four of us mm-hmm. and we'd feel really good stay up for hours. But here's the thing, we wouldn't drink the whole bottle. We're we're literally splitting one full pill amongst like three people in a bottle and we're just drinking, drinking, drinking until oh. we feel like and just be like, okay, we're energetic and it feels good and it feels controllable. There is Molly that will give you so much energy that it, you can't even control it. It will either give you so much energy that you're just there stuck and you're not able to move. <laughs> and you're just, yo, this energy is way too much. It's like you're on overload. Have you had you just, that? I had that, but I had mixed it with a bunch of other drugs because I was a dumbass. Oh, what did you mix it with? I mixed it. I, <laughs> I mixed, I mixed shrooms with tequila, dabs of ecstasy and LSD, Ooh. and a fucking. Now God. you fucked yourself over. How are you not dead? Oh, like, yeah, and I tell you, this is me and my impulsive thoughts. Oh, it was like the last day of like this really amazing journey that I had in Coast Indiana and I was like, why the fuck not? Wow, I really ruined that night for myself because bro. What happened? Dude, I was I was tripping balls, obviously. You know, I was just sitting in place. I had so much jittery like feeling and my arms were moving on their own. Like Yanni, I was trying to keep my hands still. They couldn't keep still on their own. It felt like my hands were alive. I don't know how else to fucking explain it. Like I wasn't moving my hands. I wasn't subconscious. <laughs> Let me just rest my hand. I'm seeing my hand like on its own. And I'm not telling it to move. I'd push it back. It's moving away. Um, and all of this is happening while it feels like the world is spinning without me. What I mean by this is that it felt like, how do I say? It felt like um, I was on a moving tire, if that makes sense. You know, like I was, the world was spinning and I was just sat in place while I could feel the whole world moving at a thousand kilometers per hour. And it just was so terrifying. And I remember now my cousin and his friends, they were looking at me saying, drink water. And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Just leave me alone. Cause I'm tripping balls and I'm just- <laughs> And you didn't drink water. I was drinking water. And okay. they made it work. You're not easy, you're not easy. You guy, you look like you're tweaking bro. And I'm like, and I would make, a lot of people had to take care of me at that time. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> They're telling me, like, having a looking at me, a party attack until it came down. And I was like, okay, okay, um, let me try and control this. But it still felt so fucking weird, like, honestly. Um, yeah, fuck drugs, honestly. Like, <laughs> drugs, drugs, like, get the... all right. Um, Mangi says, fuck drugs. Imagine. Fuck drugs, yes. After he's tried Um, them all, he's like... Fuck drugs. Pardon? I haven't tried them all. I'll never try them. I was saying, fuck drugs, but in the context of fuck drugs, but also fuck drugs. You feel me? Like... Uh? Um... 
to them, but you know, also just know that they're not really like your friend because uh, 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 those nights where I take Molly, oh, they're so fun. Those nights are so fun, but oof, when you realize your body is just, your body needs sleep and can't handle these 48 hour benders, that's when you're like, okay, maybe sobriety and just taking care of my body will make me feel a lot better. You know, maybe sleep is not a bad thing, you know? No, um, maybe not. I, and I, I was talking, I was talking to this one friend that I made recently, like about a month ago, and she would say a lot of pointers about how like, yo guys, do we really just keep going to the club to, uh, to avoid like, um, to, to avoid the, 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 the problems of our lives and, shit and i remember looking around the bar and saying hey listen don't bring that negative vibe right now i'm trying to like it was right totally right but it's like don't hit me with the reality now that's why i'm in the fucking bar i'm not trying to i'm having i'm, I'm saving these thoughts for when i get home okay but like <laughs> so i can like said, okay said- yeah so she was saying uh, uh, like she was speaking facts like people just kind of do all these drugs to escape reality and I don't know, like it, it feels euphoric. And if you like, I guess if you abuse it, it can have a very detrimental effect to your mental. That's something that I learned earlier this year. Yeah. Um, what experience did you have with that? I don't know. Like when you take a lot of Molly, like the Molly where you just can't handle it, the calm down is just. So yeah, weird. I wanted to ask about the calm down. What were, have you experienced it and what was it like and how long did it last for? It was like the come down lasted um, like probably almost even the whole day. Like when I took a lot, you wake up feeling so groggy and you just, your dopamine levels are not there. So you can't even pretend that, um, what do you call it? You can't even pretend that, um, what was I saying? That you're, that, that, that you're in that right mindset to really like kind of focus in whatever your surroundings are you just you just want to be quiet and you just want to be chilled you know you just kind of want to um like you're not you're not present and you're not even able to so would you say you like dissociated in a way yeah 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 you do dissociate in a way like you do kind of like feel like um what do you call it who okay no problem yeah, but you, you do kind of feel like, um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, hold up, I did, I lost my train of fucking thought. Um, um dissociating, calm down. Right, right, right. Yeah, you do, you do kind of, like you're not even able to laugh at anything or just be present. You're just kind of like, yeah, I'm push, I'm pushing myself to pretend that I'm excited about life right now and it's like your battery is just at zero it stays at zero and you feel like you need the drug again to push you there but even if you take the same quantity of molly when you're on that come down you find it doesn't make you feel exactly as you did last night so you'll be like fuck maybe I need more and maybe you take more and maybe the second one will work but now you're conditioning your brain to keep requiring more and more and more so yeah instead of just taking it off when you only needed half a tub and now you probably need two tubs and now three and then now four and then now the calm downs just keep getting worse and worse and worse mm. that's crazy because i never actually had when when i had some i never had a calm down 
what what I will say though, what I will say, what did you have? Did you why did you keep having it consistently, or how no, powerful did you? Do? I just had it once. I had only half a pill, and I never had. Right, it. you know, half a pill is good. Half a pill is perfect because you you are. I think it's either if it feels too much, then that's all it is. You'll feel too much, and then the next morning you'd be like, whoa. That shit was crazy. But when you take, when you now do it consistently, like for a second night in a row and then a third night, that's when it starts, the calm down starts hitting heavy. You know, that's when they start feeling like, holy shit, um, I'm not able to be, um, what do you call it, who I once was. Also, I wasn't able to introduce the podcast to my daughter, but this is my child. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hola. Oh. When she has the Kenyan thing on her neck, oh my gosh! Now she's zoomed off to the kitchen because she thinks she's about to be fed. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, um, yeah. We, I guess what I can say is that with Molly, it's very good to enjoy it at very, very small doses. Don't just pop like many, many, and then think you're gonna have a better time. No, you're just fucking yourself up even worse. If you can have a good time on just half then that's perfect just keep it that way so that you're able to control it and feel good what i can say is with molly i'd rather that with molly and cocaine or at least the cut-up version here in kenya there's a lot of people are afraid of the can of the cocaine here in kenya but it's actually more preferable because you're able to do like or rather i'm able to do something like five lines or six lines and feel like very energetic but i won't feel like i can't control it i just feel like yeah i'm very energetic and i like to talk and just make sure everyone is okay that's fine but i don't feel like oh my god you know hyper hyper like i'm just feeling like okay yeah i'm 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 with the shit i'm ready for anything i'm energetic i don't need yeah. sleep but i control it yeah know? mine doesn't well when i have it it doesn't make me energetic either because i know i had i had okay the day after Mm. Um. So I still had a little bit of the high of the day before, and then we smoked green, and then I had K, but I didn't have a lot. Like I'd have maybe like two, three lines, and uh-huh. I wouldn't say I was like extra energetic. I was just good vibes. Like that's just the only thing I can describe it as. Just good vibes, and we weren't even doing anything like going out to party or anything. We're just going on drives. So yeah, but. Yeah, and taking like you know, a bump or like a small line and it gives you a bit of energy if, if weirdly enough it feels like an energy drink you know i mean there's probably yeah. those very strong but fuck you up yeah i've never tried them i hope they exist somewhere but you know with the ones that i've tried they felt good um they've maybe not lasted so long for me to feel like oh my god it's damaging my brain but yeah. never felt like i'm itching to take another line you know like oh, oh my god is that- <laughs> you know, like when it's out of sight i don't even think about it i'm like exactly. oh it's there Medi-. exactly but i think that's how it's... drugs should be anyway like you should have them yeah. when you feel like okay i'm having a mm. really good time and this is a vibe and i want it but like when you're off it you shouldn't feel like oh my god i really want it now the the dangerous ones i would say are the ones where you feel like you can't go without it and that's like alcohol and that's tobacco yeah yes those ones i feel that I'm, I'm actually scared for them because it's like nicotine i'd say is the one that actually had a proper hook on me for some time really and then 
Yeah, for real. Like I remember once upon a time when I now started getting into the habit of smoking cigarettes. I remember one time I'm just scrounging for coins to go buy from the kiosk. No way. And I remember I remember I'd keep going to the kiosk and when I'd whenever I'd have a coin and then I'd go down the hill to smoke and holy shit, my cat is being a crackhead right now, just running everywhere. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, I remember going up to the kiosk, just like um, going to buy a cigarette, going down the hill to smoke. Then I go back to the house and then I'm like, maybe I should buy another one. Oh, no. and, and I was now scrounging for coins. I remember spending like maybe 20 minutes looking for coins. And when I found them, I remember walking up the hill, looking at the kiosk and I looked at the coins and I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't what I used to fucking do. Like when yeah. the hell did this, especially because... I used to say, ah, cigarettes, no, cigarettes, never. Like, when the fuck am I ever going to, like, be taking cigarettes and shit? So what I did, I took a break from it. But then it found me again, especially when you're drunk. Cigarettes just hit heavy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they just they just hit heavy. And so basically, with, um, we, we like, with re- recently, just because of how I've felt like, and yeah, right now, I don't want it to become like such an addiction. I've said I've quit cigarettes. It, it didn't really hit my, it didn't really hit me hard, but it one moment was when I smoked Embassy and I still had that taste in my mouth. Like the next day I was like, what the fuck? Hell the fuck no. Like cigarettes should not be a reminder as to why you need to brush your teeth the next day. It's just, yeah. that's just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but, Cigarettes. I'm done with. I'm done with cigarettes. And I'm I hope you don't get into vapes because vapes are just as as bad. But obviously, there's oh. no aftertaste for them. I think you know, I'm a very frugal motherfucker. If I, if it means spending a lot of money on drugs, I won't do it a lot. So with vapes, Ati, I'm hearing you have to spend two thousand Kenya shillings on them, and I'm like, no, nothing. Wait, two thousand Kenya shillings, twenty grand, twenty euro. That's so expensive, and that's for the disposable ones. Yeah, those are for the disposable ones. That's a lot of money. Exactly. I know people so will spend eight euro on those ones, but that's still cheaper than twenty k. Yeah, so it's kind of like when someone has a vape, I'll be, be I'll be able to like smoke it and just be like, yeah, let me take a bow. Yeah. Here you go. But then, I'll, like right now, I'm not itching to smoke a vape. I'm not itching to smoke anything, not even weed. I'm just in the present moment enjoying being sober and shit. Um, yeah. The yeah. time calls to not like a need or like I need to actually, um, what do you call it? Like I need to get drunk or like just because I need to get drunk. Like if, when that, the moments where I feel like I need to get drunk, it's so that I can have fun at a club. You know, or just have a Not good time with it as fast and everything. Exactly, but it's never to be like I just need to get drunk. It's I need to feel like if um, it, like if if me and my friends just decided to say we're not going out for two months, I'll be like, oh, that's boring. Uh, but still, that means that I don't need to now force myself to drink. Like I'll never do these my these drugs by myself. Like if I was to spend six months by myself then drugs would not be an issue okay you know um yeah. on the topic of alcohol though what's your favorite alcohol mm, it's hard to choose because i love gin mm-hmm. with mixing it with sprite but coke and rum is the tastiest coke and rum it's, yeah oh mix coke and that? rum you see they have captain morgan where you are Cindy. yeah 
mix it with Coca-Cola. Wah, 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 wah. Wait, but, is Captain Morgan rum? Yeah, it's rum. What is rum? So it's rum is a type of alcohol? Yes. So it's not like, it's not a, when I ask that question, I mean like it's not a brand, it's a type, like like cider, like beer, like, yes, like spirits. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Like vodka. Uh, rum, it's very, very sweet. You see, Captain Morgan is very sweet. Well, if, you're, if, you, if you've been drinking for a while, it's sweet. But if, you, if it's your first time drinking, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Rum, like, because here's the thing with, with alcohol, yeah? Before I used to be a drinker, I used to think Hennessy tasted like apple juice or like honey. But that shit tastes so vile. <laughs> you know, it's just like you have to be like, very used to drinking and having that terrible after that terrible feeling in your throat for you to actually start Liking enjoying it. something, you know, or rather persevering it, you know, with gin, it's more manageable. Vodka is just, vodka just gives me PTSD. Really? What happened? <laughs> You're literally even, um, fuck, never mind. I forgot. I can't describe the facial expression you just made. Like I forgot the name of it. So continue. Okay you know reacting like it's because with chrome like chrome, uh, chrome vodka that was like the first alcohol to give me like uh, alcohol poisoning because apparently people were saying i was foaming by the mouth that was the first alcohol to make me go blackout drunk no and way or traumatized from alcohol i didn't drink for a year and a half what real yeah yeah i'm telling you i'm blessed with a non-addictive personality like when it comes to these drugs, if I tell myself no, it's a no. Like, yeah. I'm able to this, especially yeah. with weed. With weed, there's also there's, there's that feeling for, oh man, I really want to smoke, I really want to smoke, but then it's not, uh, I don't think it's so hard for me to just not do it because I've seen what addiction does to people and I've seen mm-hmm. it firsthand be affected. How alcohol especially has affected some of my close friends and for me i can't say i relate like to that no matter how long i've been drinking no matter how long i've been smoking i can't say i relate to saying that i can't live life without like these drugs yeah i can relate to you as well because anything like i remember this time i drank alcohol too much um like almost every weekend for like six weeks straight and then i just got to a point where i was like i'm doing way too much like i just need to stop and the moment i said stop i stopped i just yeah stopped but i've never understood addictive personalities because of that and when people go oh i can't stop doing this because i'm addicted and in my head i'm like just stop <laughs> but it doesn't work like that <laughs> so but i think if you if you know you have an addictive personality then don't do something that you know will get you addicted but i also mm. can't tell someone not to do something so it's interesting because you know it's up to them right and like take do the hard battle you know because no because here's the thing no one's gonna love you better than you love yourself you know no one's gonna actually force you to get dressed take a shower go to your job and watch you do your job and then make sure you get home and brush exactly. your teeth and eat exactly your own mother. Like, um just i want to yeah. ask one more question to end this cool. on the thoughts cool. of alcohol and back to relationships what do you think yeah of people who excuse alcohol in relationships whether that's cheating and people saying oh but I'm, I'm, i was drinking and then you see that couple still stay together because that person and because they say oh but they only did when they're drunk what what are your thoughts on that this is 
the perfect last question because <laughs> this relates so much to my life and my problems with people who are hooked on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, the people I've loved dearly, the ones, the ones that I have a problem with, the people that I love dearly and I have a problem with them, it has to do with alcohol. Okay. Like that is the main factor. And the thing with this is that I can't understand what alcoholism feels like, you know. Mm. I can't understand what it feels like to feel like I need to be drunk one last time before yeah. for a job interview or just because I'm home alone. Like I'll be I could be home alone for a whole week and I won't be like, let me just get drunk by myself. So yeah. I can't say I relate. But my God, when you fight, like me as someone who, care, like when I care, I care hard. Mm. But the thing is, I will fight so hard to stop someone from drinking alcohol. But it's like, it just never ends. I'll tell you this story. I want to expose their names. Yes. Yeah? This individual, it's so fucking crazy. This individual has been in so much trouble with alcohol so many times and still will keep on drinking despite the fact. Because this one instance, that this friend of mine had jumped in front of her car because she got so fucking drunk and she thought it was a good idea. I'm pushing her in a wheelchair around a mental fucking institution and she's like, well, I'll never drink again. And you know, this is the last straw. And I'm thinking, you know, we've had a hundred last straws, but this one will finally be a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Getting hit by a fucking car was not the wake-up call. <laughs> you go back to this poison that makes your life so much worse. And it's like, it's, at this point, it feels like a choice at this point. Because it's like, how powerful is the hold that you don't see it as a problem? Me, I literally have said no more smoking weed just because of how much money I've spent alone. Yeah. And that was, that was just, it's just money, but something materialistic. Mm. But a drug gets me to break my own fucking leg and I keep on doing it and I don't see an issue, bro. There you have, there, there you have with your life. Like it gets to a point where, yo, I understand these addictions can like really have a hold on you and it feels so good, but it's like no one in the fucking world will love you enough to force you to never drink again yeah you you can only do that you You have to kind of like um like and the just to go back to your question because now i'm realizing i may not have answered so clearly you are like what do i think of people who excuse it alcohol what do you think on the whole thing in general just the whole the whole but and to answer on that top that topic in particular people who use it as an excuse to do the bad things they do I understand that an addiction can change your personality and make you think in ways that a normal person wouldn't think, right? Mm. But what I do always understand is that before you put that in your mouth, you were sober. Mm. And you had the choice to either do the hard battle and not take it. I know it's a hard battle, Mm. but you you chose the enjoyment of, ah, let me just get drunk because in your head, your rep, your, your reptilian brain is telling you, I call it the reptilian brain, but mm-hmm. the reptilian brain is telling you that it will feel good, but 
when has it ever led to good? When you know that you have hundreds of instances where it's become a problem. Yeah. Why do you think it? Why do you not throw it away, lock yourself in a rehab center and throw away the keys? If you know it's gotten you a situation where you've like all your loved ones don't want to fuck with you anymore. Mm. Um, literally broken your leg. You've broken all these items. Mara, you've peed in a trash can in front of everybody. Like, bro, I've seen shit. I've seen what alcohol makes people do. And it yeah. makes them be dumb. But the thing I don't understand is why people don't take the harder battle in just saying, no, I'll never fucking drink again. Yes, it can feel sweet. But each time they go back to it, their life gets worse. And it gets worse. It gets more worse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to this point, to those people who I love so dearly, but have hurt me with alcohol all i can say is what the fuck did you expect you know because it's like you've been warned so many times by your own actions by the actions of others and all you want to do is follow that urge that mm. leads to nothing with alcohol it turns people into very sensitive people and a lot of people take alcohol and mix it with their own fucked up mental illnesses and what i mean by this is you know you're bipolar i have i have multiple friends who are bipolar and they are very hooked on well i say multiple as if it's like many many but it's like i have friends who suffer with mental illnesses but then now they alcohol just makes it 10 times worse yeah yeah and you keep it it's like running into the same brick wall every time think thinking you're going to break through and lead to a brighter side it's like no you're just giving yourself a concussion concussion or whatever the fuck what's the quote about making the same mistakes and expecting like insanity is making the same mistakes over and over again and expecting a different result it's like are you like what is not competing in your head to just tell you like save yourself it's so it's not easy, obviously. I'm not telling you it's an easy battle, but it's like the one you have to fucking make. But it's like you choose temporary enjoyment. You, like then that feeling of you're drunk and you're feeling good. Yeah, it'll feel sweet for about 20 minutes to an hour. Mm. And now look, wake up in the morning and you've done something that's made your life even worse. And that's how it always ends with these people. Always. I think what always. it is, obviously I'm not a psychologist, guys, but I feel like what mm. it is, is because they're so aware of the mistakes that they've made and because alcohol is the type of thing to make you forget about your problems because you're focusing on something that's new and enjoyment now what is happening is that they are running away from their problems and because they know alcohol will make them forget they keep seeking that i guess so but i guess it's like alcohol can make you forget for the moment but most of the times you drink to forget, but then now you wake up with a new problem. So it's like you're taking one step forward and two steps back. You feel exactly. so it's like exactly. It's 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 um it's a hard it's a hard battle, but I don't think it's a hard choice to make. I don't think um like if you had to tell me, do I want to make my life better or worse? I'd obviously I'm obviously gonna pick better. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna think about. I'm gonna tell you hmm, let well, me because you're that. not trying to self-destruct but not everyone is not trying to not self-destruct you know yeah, Some people are on a mission to destruct their lives right. and i think how i see that is a kind of suicide in a way it's mm. 
not actually going to do something to yourself, but you're actively doing something to yourself. And it's like, I don't know, I can't describe it. I'm not them. It's just what it looks like from my perspective. However, I do have one more question. (laughs) If you could do for people who are alcoholics or addicted to anything, something you could do that your government or people around you or there's no institution that you can see doing, what would you do to help those people? Like, what would I do as Romeo Mangi? Yes. I'd I'd tell them, like, I'd look at them straight in the face and tell them, listen, like, this is what the fuck you need to do, okay? And I'd tell them face value, no one is ever going to love you more than yourself. Mm. If you don't love yourself, you have to literally do the hard battle and just actually, like, give up on this shit that makes you worse in life, then you're just going to have to pay for the consequences. And I'm not even saying this as a threat. I'm saying this in the most realistic sense possible in terms of like, you will keep on drinking because you're addicted. Fine, fine. I can say I love you enough to keep on forcing you to not drink, even if I... Okay, guys, I think Mangi's connection just failed him (laughs) while he was saying something really important. But I hope you caught what he said and I hope you enjoyed this podcast and this episode. I was going to introduce him again at the end, but this is Mangi. Mangi comes from Kenya. I met Mangi when in Yak year six. We must have been like 11. Um, and yeah, we've just been good friends since then. I'm grateful for him coming. Um, I wish I could say that to him. But I'm grateful for him coming. And if you've listened this far, I'm very grateful that you're here and I appreciate it. And I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. And if you could, I would appreciate a rating. Um, If you're listening on Spotify, you'll just see it when you search my name. Yeah, but you have to listen first. So thank you guys. And see you in the next episode.